he scored four times in 34 minutes. Can you score four times in 34 minutes? Oof, no. <laughs> I would be simple exhausted. answer. No. <laughs> right. It's amazing that Jiz Hornkamp wasn't exhausted after the <laughs> On today's footy corner, Tottenham and Leicester look lost without their star England strikers as both lose unexpected stinkers. Bruno drops another dump in a big game as Ole's Red Devils only come away with one point out of six for the entire week. Liverpool are back. Chelsea likes possession again, and Jiz shoots and scores four times in 34 minutes, along with the typical comments, predictions, and onto the week, and Mount Rushmore. Next. And we are back on the footy corner. We have co-host Brian. Brian, how's everything going? Things are going great. How are you? Happy to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you back. You you weren't available for the uh, panel episode, but hopefully you're in much better spirits now, feeling better. Yes, much better now. Um, I don't have any balls anymore, but uh, that's <laughs> how... Hypothetically speaking. I don't know how... Uh, they just don't work. No, yeah, they don't work. But you have... They work. You're not Lance Armstrong, mate. No. <laughs> So that's good. I I Um, do take steroids though. A lot of steroids. Until, until when? Um, Until I win um, five Tour de France's in a row. (laughs) Exactly. That's (laughs) that's what it has to be. That's how you got to do it. All right. So that's good to hear. Everything else is, uh, is good on your front. The kids are well. Kids are good. Johnny enjoyed playing in the snow today. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys got a shit ton of snow, but we didn't get nearly enough and it was very disappointing. Really? Yeah, we got like we got like an inch and then it rained. So it like made it go down and then we got like another inch and then it just it it went away. So it's it wasn't enough. It sucked. Yeah, we no, we got our we got our share. We got a lot of uh snow, a lot of lakefront stuff. And today yeah. was the day that I think temperatures started going up and I started hearing like bits of ice and snow falling from parts <laughs> of the building, banging on balconies. So it's been random noises going throughout the day, but hey, uh I, you know, I, for me, I don't go anywhere. Like, <laughs> yeah, true. I, I drive like on fr- like once a week on Friday. I go to school. Outside of that, I just teach from home, and it's it's been wild. So uh, yeah, I need to find a way to maybe get out more. We'll see. Well, although not too much, mm, maybe not. So. <laughs> <laughs> so that said, shall we jump into the? Uh, Let's wait, do it. We're going to keep it another, short for everyone today. We hope. We <laughs> hope another another week with two matches each. Yeah, it's wild. Mate, we only have one more. And, and trust me, I like seeing soccer as much as the next person. But I just feel like this is all rapid fire. It's coming fast. And uh, it's just, it'd be nice to do, like, if we do have a week of two matches, let's just have a week of one. Let's just chill. It's, it's hard to keep up. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because, yeah, a lot of them are during the week at, like, you know, in the middle of the day. And sometimes you'll be able to catch one. But, you know, it's, it's tough to catch all of them. Or, or, yeah, or you know, definitely. Games, or your team plus the good game. It's like, well, I'll just kind of catch a little bit that I can and, and we'll go from there but we'll start with a game that was a little more prevalent it was in the first set of matches happened on Thursday Tottenham won Liverpool three um, just because that was to me of all the games one of the prime games uh, we noticed that kind of Liverpool got their scoring touch back like I said you know three goals many chances in the match and if you actually look at the possession stats it was really wild that Tottenham had more passes completed and one percent or two percent less possession, fifty-one forty-nine. So it was almost even. Um, 
But I think the key of this match not only was the fact, you know, they they lost, obviously, but Harry Kane goes down, as Jeff mm-hmm. predicted in the last show. <laughs> I don't Shout know out, he, Jeff. Right? Shout out, Jeff. I don't know if – and then Steve backed that too, but I didn't know yeah. – I don't know if he predicted to happen that soon. But but Harry Kane gets injured doing the Harry Kane move. Um oh. Oh, I didn't see him actually get injured. I saw him come out, but I didn't see the where where he backs into a guy jumping yep. up to try to head her and yeah, um, he, break the other guy's neck. So good, yes, That's fucking karma, bitch. Fucking <laughs> yeah. mouth breather. He, he did the backup, and Jordan Henderson did not jump, and then he twisted his ankles up. So yeah, good. There's that. Um, so with that, with him being hurt and Tottenham's dropping form, they also lost. Uh, what was it yesterday? It was, it yep. was yesterday. Um, it really well, brightened my day. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. It brightened a lot of my day as well. They also yeah. two losses, Tottenham struggling. Now they're without Kane till at least they're saying if they push him, push him, push him, they get on February 13th against city. What do you think's wrong with Spurs and can Jose, can Jose Mourinho write this ship? Um, no, he can't write it without Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as what's wrong with them, they're just not that good. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'll agree with that. Gareth Bale, I think it was their, was their answer on Sunday. And I, man, <laughs> didn't answer about much. It hasn't worked. Right. Yeah. Really. If only they had some kind of like homegrown dynamic, um, attacking mid, um, <laughs> that, that in the past has shown flashes of brilliance and, and it has just been really good for club and country and, if only they had someone around to, <laughs> right to bring in like that. I don't, I don't know who that could be, but that wasn't frozen up <laughs> by Mourinho. Yeah. It's hmm. Unbelievable. And he didn't move today. So today was also transfer deadline yep. day. We're, uh, we're talking about Deli Ali, by the way. Yeah. I think that's unbelievable. I know they have and who they're happy with, but you'd think at some point somewhere you can throw Deli Ali on as a false, maybe even as a false nine. Yeah. You've seen city do it uh, because with Kane out, we all said it. They are in deep trouble. Yeah, in, in the past, there, I think one or two seasons ago, Kane got injured, and Son stepped up and he scored a lot of goals. And but mm-hmm. but he had uh, Delhi passing to him, and, and those two kind of formed a little duo. I don't right. know who Son's going to pair up with now, but yeah, um, I mean Bergwijn or, or Lucas are going to have to step up, but I, maybe they're not quality enough to do that. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, I just looked at Lucas. How how old do you think Lucas is? This is a random question. Um, I would say like 31. See, that's what I would have guessed. He's only 28. Oh, wow. <laughs> Isn't that bananas? It, it, it feels like he's been around forever. Like he right? was with was PSG like, for a while and he's been on Spurs for like three years now. Yeah. I was just thinking, I was like, well, we haven't really heard much from Lucas. And he stepped in yeah. at one point in, in these injury-ridden times they've had. And mm-hmm. I look back, I'm like, man, that dude must be aging or something. I looked up and he's 28. I'm like, yeah. oh, wow. Jeez. What's what's going on with Lucas Mora? So, uh, yeah, Spurs, I think they're in some some big trouble. Um, I, the the loss to Liverpool isn't, isn't too concerning. Um, mm-hmm. Sure, it was at home, but... There's been more away wins than home wins in the league this year, so I'm not too worried about that. But, True. but then losing to Brighton is is what's concerning. Two wins on the trot or two losses on the trot, and they have a tough match against Chelsea. But we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, um, we'll yeah, they're they're uh, they're looking like they're in trouble. Yeah, especially I mean, with Kane out. They were they were coming off a stretch <coughs> where they drew Fulham. And then beat oh, yeah. Sheffield, which is fine. And then now lost to Brighton. Those are three games you'd want to get maximum points out of. You know, throwing the Liverpool game out, and you got four points out of that. Yeah. Your fixture list, as you mentioned, you know, 
not getting easier because you got Chelsea. Granted, they have a West Brom break next game, but who knows the way they've been playing. And then Man City comes, uh, or they go to Man City. Um, yeah. Then West Ham, who's all of a sudden good, and you know, you never know. I mean, you're a team that's struggling to find form here and there, and uh, they are only two points ahead of Arsenal. You know, once yeah. once champion uh, contender Tottenham and relegation bound Arsenal <laughs> points apart. Now, I just wanted to throw that out before we finished up the file on Tottenham here. Um, let's look on the positive side of things, I guess. Right? Yeah. So the opposite of what Tottenham did in not bringing in anyone. Mm-hmm. Liverpool, yeah. who actually made some moves to to try to shore up their team a little bit, they did. So let's we'll talk. We'll talk about the moves first. Yeah. Um, Monty. Well, I heard so they've been really pushing for some guys to come in at center back, and I realized that that big push happened. I just found out today that Joel Matip is set to miss the season due to mm-hmm. ankle ligament injury. So they went out. They they went around looking in a lot of avenues. Um, there were rumors at one point of squadron. And I really would have loved to have seen how Nikhil would react to that. (laughs) Um, But, you know, in the end, they get Ben Davies from Preston for 1.6 million. He was, he was about to be out of contract this summer. Anyway, I think 25 year old center back. And then they also, uh, and for him, they sent a 19 year old Seth Vandenberg the other way on loan. So Preston Mm -hmm. has some cover because that's the deal. The deal is when you're trying to get someone, the other team's like, well, we'll do it, but we have cover now. Um, and Pat, so he, I know someone that was not happy about that move. Oh, really? Patterson was not yes. happy. Oh, yeah, that's true. Ben Davies, yeah, he's he's probably sitting there like, huh. But but they do get Vandenberg, but then again, that's just a loan, and you know, they're just there to develop them. So that's a team that you know they're they're trying to get up to the Premier League, but they're kind of deep in the uh in the middle of the table. Yeah, the championship. They got a lot of work to do, yeah. And then, and then this uh, uh go ahead. Yeah, go Ozan Kabak, uh 20-year-old from Schalke for 1 million with an option to purchase for 18 million. Uh, he was able to be done because Arsenal rid themselves. Thank God of squadron to Schalke. So oh, yeah. squadron to Schalke, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but now, uh, Schalke doesn't seem like a team. I would be wanting to get a bunch of players from like they, <laughs> they've been, they've won like two games since the COVID suspension or something. I think it's more than that, but they, they have not been a good team. Well, at one point, I think they went 30 winless, which is banana oh. lands. Um, Maybe now, it is. They've only won once this year. <laughs> and and they might not have won at all after the after the COVID break. Oh, really? Last yeah. Year. Yeah. I, no, they didn't. You're correct. They didn't. Yeah, oh, wow. Break. And now they've taken on Squadron and Syed Kolasinac, and so they're going to get worse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's my two cents and i'm and i thank them for existing as a club yeah. <laughs> trash uh but this yeah ozan kabak and ben davies how big of an impact can these guys really make i mean they're not well known but but i mean that's that doesn't mean they won't be good um will it help the team a lot we've talked about how henderson has had a drop to center back fabinho has had a drop to center back would it allow liverpool to do better by pushing those guys back out to the midfield or do we have potentially shoddy defenders? Like maybe by picking two up, one will hit and be good. Uh, what is your take on these transfers, on these purchases? Well, I was going to say that maybe it'll just help help them with their FA Cup run, but they don't have that anymore. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, you know, you make a good point in that if if they have someone that plays center back naturally, you can put put your other guys like um, who am I thinking of? Like well. I don't know if Henderson ever played center back for him, but um, 
It's not Fernandinho. Who's the Brazilian? Fabinho. Fabinho. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put put Fabinho back in a, a, a yeah. defensive mid midfield role where he's he's more natural. So, yeah, that's a good point. Maybe it will help him a little bit there. Help him with squad depth, I guess. And um, yeah. you know, a guy like Ben Davies, who's probably been in the championship for his whole career. You know, it's a really tough league. He he's not going to be on on the back heel trying to. He knows English football, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So he's not going to shy away from contact and all that stuff. So, yeah, I, I think it's a good, a pretty good signing for them, at least for for squad depth. So, yeah, and I think that'll be good. Allow some of their backs. Uh, we talked, we've talked about in the previous episodes that it'll maybe allow their fullbacks to to bomb up a little more, knowing mm-hmm. okay, well now our midfielders who will cover. You know, we have guys that'll stick back, take care of business. So we'll see. I mean, we we talked about a team that hadn't been scoring much and Jeff came on the show and said their goal of the month might not exist. Right. And, <laughs> and they, they uh, responded. They've scored three goals, two games in a row. Mohamed Salah coming to life in the, in the game against West Ham and their three, one win again. So, and mm-hmm. they won road game. These were both road games in London against Tottenham against West mm-hmm. Ham. So solid wins, uh, getting some guys back on track. Uh, Salah got back on track. Mane had a decent game against Tottenham. So, yep. you know, that front three starting to click again. Um, are Liverpool back? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I was going to say, I, th- I think so too. I mean, I, I didn't think they went away. I just thought there were some issues that if they didn't fix it fast enough, that gap would be too large to overcome. It still they- might be too large, but Liverpool is, is back. Mm-hmm. They are. I, well, I'm I not worried be- about them struggling for Champions League qualification anymore. That's true. Team you probably wouldn't want to face right now. Um, yep there was a short stretch and that was the time to strike. And now it is not that um, mm-hmm. the, the other specific kind of match. I mean, we didn't really talk so much about the match, just kind of cued us into what we were talking about, but the other match that I want to bring up uh, Arsenal and man United was a big one this week. Uh, they had a zero, zero draw, but to me, and maybe it's cause I'm biased, but I still found many exciting moments, many close chances um, in this one. Now, was this a result or was this a match? I should say not a result that Man United needed to do better in, that they needed it more because of the position they're in at second, you know, with Man City trying to, we know the chances aren't high, trying to win the title, holding a top four spot. And they're facing a team that was without Aubameyang, without Saka, mm-hmm. without Tierney. Um, you know, not to say that there aren't other guys that can step in and play well and did, but uh, Partey had a really bad game for his standards in Arsenal is Man United going to rue the chances that Cavani missed or that they missed um, to win this match, really? I think so, yeah. They really, especially coming off that loss to Sheffield, mm-hmm. I mean, this they needed the win to bounce back. They needed the points, really, to, to try to keep pace with Man City. And um, I know you don't want to hear it, but Arsenal is a mid-table team. Right. And a team that's second place should should – whether home or away should comfortably be beating a team like that. If you want to win the title. So. Yeah. And I um, think if you throw in the missing players too, and mm -hmm. with United, I'm looking, you know, looking at it when I was looking at the lineup, I was like, man, they're full strength. They have, they have Pogba playing more advanced right now that they have McTominay and Fred holding the back. They had a formula at work. They had Bruno who, again, another big game and, and it doesn't get done there. Is that, is that a worrying theme we're seeing? Yeah, probably, um, which I might be eating my own words later on uh, when we <laughs> no, talk about I, some I other things. But, I had him up there. Um, no, I mean, I mean, yeah, 
<coughs> excuse me. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't like the whole narrative of big players don't show up for big games because mm. you can always pick and choose the games that you think they do poor and do well. And Bruno might have a big game against, I mean, I don't remember who it was, but I feel like he had a, a big game against a, a top team and people don't remember that, but they remember the, the shit performances. So, yeah, yeah, it's true. It, it, well, it's tough too, because you need the good performance still against other teams. Otherwise you're going to lose mm. teams like Sheffield that, you know, you weren't wanting to lose. And so yeah, exactly. Uh, I didn't see any of that uh, match against Sheffield, but I just saw the score, but Holy shit. Yeah. That's, that's not a good result. That's why I saw the end of it and I saw them tied at one. And then I saw Sheffield score and I was like, Oh my goodness. I mean, it was, you know, the second goal Sheffield scored was tragic defending um, inexcusable for the, the players that United have versus the team that are playing yeah. that have won one game all season. <laughs> it's on a bit of a roll right now so yeah. to speak with eight points. Um, so there, you know, maybe we'll come back to them later, but yeah, United uh, now sit three points out of the first with city city has a game in hand and you sit mm. there, it's there and think that that's really five points that United dropped that they could really be using right now. So, yes. Um, yeah. So I think they've, they kind of threw that away. Looking on the other side of the stick here, Arsenal, you know, should they be happy? I mean, they were home, but again, missing all these players, uh, they continue their unbeaten run. Now I think it's at seven, ma- seven premier league matches and um, that, which is second only behind city. Um, a team that I think is coming together, playing well at the right time, and just trying to give them give themselves a chance to maybe get back into European competition, which mm-hmm. now they only sit two points out of. Um, granted, there are teams with games in hand. We know Jeff yeah. loves the games in hand, <laughs> but but only sitting what four points out away from West Ham and and, and a struggling Leicester yeah, team. That's eight West Ham. Yeah, Jamie Vardy not playing right now, so. Um, is this kind of a, a good result for that team until they get some of these players? back that, that that they because they've been playing better they and they you know what they had their chances i'm sitting there talking about mm-hmm. missing a few just wide i mean arsenal had a few chances pepe missed the near you know the far post by maybe inches on a, on a shot later in the match and they had a few that were really close uh lacazette hit the crossbar on a free kick mm-hmm. so you know that's another team that you, you a few inches here and there and they have 33 points instead of 31 but um yeah i, I think you hit the nail on the head with with you know, they didn't have their full, full strength squad and still managed to draw the second place team. Um, yeah. Keep a clean sheet too, which was, which is always good against a team like United. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, their unbeaten run, I, I think they're going to keep going and push for your, they're in 10th place now. Yes. And 11th and 12th are two points back with the game in hand. But um, again, a game in hand isn't a guaranteed win. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I I think Arsenal have have a good chance to keep going. I I think they're obviously on the on the right path. So yeah, I think that's a team of good form. I've been really happy with with watching them play. Again, this is a match that I thought you know you sit and get a zero zero draw and you're just like, Ugh. but you know you got to take positives out of it. And I think it's a team that when you look three four months ago or two months ago even, it's like that was not that, yeah. it wasn't fun now it's fun again they got some players coming in we'll see how they play uh so yeah and you mentioned a key fact i missed clean sheet yep. um they're second in the premier league in goals against which you would never wow. expect from arsenal no. you know? uh considering their issues um as someone watching their transfer kind of plays here and we'll talk about some of their outgoings later but just getting rid of 
Kolesinac, getting rid of Mustafi, finally getting rid of Ozil's contract. So you open up some money in the summer. I think that gets get rid of some distractions along with some poor play in the back. And mm-hmm. now you have some defenders holding a stepped up. Um, they've bought Gabriel. He's, he's in a little bit of a rough patch, but David Luiz has, has stepped up lately. I mean, yeah, it's only a matter of time before that goes downhill, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. And, and, and you know, talking about, conceded, so. talking about games in hand, it's the opposite for this stat for goals against Arsenal has played more games than anyone and they have the second mm-hmm. fewest goals scored. So exactly. All That's these right. other teams with games in hand, you're going to give up more goals and, and be even worse. That's a point I didn't think about. It's a great one. Yeah. So, yeah, so we'll see. That's a team, I think, on the rise. We'll check out, see how they can do. A little bit of a tough week, two away matches coming up. We'll get to that in the predictions. Now, the moment you've been waiting for, probably <laughs> those listening and you speaking, um, Brian, this week Chelsea came up w- with a new manager uh, and came up with four points, you know, a draw, 0-0 against Wolves, where they controlled a lot of the match, just couldn't put it in. First match under a new manager, first game. 2 nothing went over Burnley. Looked pretty decent in that. The first thing I want to ask, though, is your thoughts on Lampard getting the axe. How did you feel about that when you heard about it? Well, I, I think it was the right move. I, I think it was clear that he was not progressing the way he should have been. He, he did a good job last year, given what, um, what he had, transfer ban, all that stuff. Um, you can't take that away from qualifying for Champions League, his his first year as manager. But then it just it just he got stuck in the mud, really. And I read an article on um, the Athletic about kind of some of the behind the behind the scenes things with him, and um, things aren't always what social media portrays them to be. You know, like your, the Chelsea account shows everyone all happy and loving the manager and the manager happy and all that stuff. And, Mm-hmm. But he, you know, from, from what I read, he had kind of um, isolated players. He, there were players that said that he hadn't talked to them in months. And I can imagine Marcus Alonso was probably one of them. Yep. Um, I don't know who else, but um, so, you know, Lampard was a guy that left the team, I think in 2015 ish, which was like right when I started watching soccer and being a Chelsea fan. So I've never been really attached to him. Mm-hmm. Like I, I understand and appreciate everything he's done for the club. Um, and, you know, realize that he's a club legend, but I've never really seen him play in a Chelsea shirt. So I don't have that um, kind of emotional attachment to him. So when he came in as manager, he was just another manager to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's sad and, you know, credit card FC, that is to say, but um, you know, I, I've explained how I became a fan, so I'm not going to defend <laughs> myself again. <clears throat> but, um, you know, based on the article I read and the results we were getting and, and just the way we looked when we were playing, it was just sad and pathetic. And, you know, Lampard didn't really seem to help the situation. So, it, unfortunately, I think it was, it was the right move and it was the right time. And I, I think we'll see from what uh, Tuchel can do that it – it was needed and, and Chelsea can fulfill their p- potential under a different manager. Well, speaking of Tuchel, actually, before I get into that, you mentioned that some people had been isolated. Some people hadn't been talked to. I saw a rumor. And I don't know how true this is that he hadn't talked to Roman Abramovich in like a long, long time, like 15 months is what I read, but that's wild. Oh, is that, I, I did not see that in, in the article I read. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would, that would really surprise me because right. Abramovich is, <laughs> so involved yeah so 
Um, so anyway, that, that, that's my take on Frank Lampard. It was time. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. he'll come back later. Let him, let him go coach somewhere else. And in terms of his re- replacement, do you feel like that was the best that they probably could have gotten in, in the current, what the, at what time it is and the circumstances? Yeah, um, definitely. So in the, it's better than having an interim manager like we, we did after we fired um, Mourinho. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good to have someone that, that is at least committed for a year and a half anyway. And, yeah. and you know, has the full support of the board and, you know, uh, Abramovich. Um, some, not someone that's going to be caretaker manager, someone that's actually going to, um, be here for hopefully a couple years at least. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like you said, in terms of managers available, I think that was, that was the best fit and the best choice. Yeah. So watching them play, they seem to really carry possession a lot in these mm-hmm. two matches. And, and yeah, you could say, well, Wolves and Burnley, like Burnley, we get Wolves. I mean, they like to give it up, but it was a lot, a lot of passing, a lot of possession. And, and of course it's maybe difficult to implement new things after one day, which the wolves yeah. literally one day after, uh, how do you feel, you know, from any play that you've seen under the new manager, how does, how do you, you know, feel about things going forward? And, you know, the sele- I mean, I know the team selection was, he's just trying to see who's going to work, but how do you feel about yeah. their style of play? I didn't see the wolves game cause I was at work, but mm-hmm. I did watch all of the Burnley game and man, it, it was a lot of fun to watch. Burnley had one shot. It wasn't even on goal and it was in like the 93rd minute or something. Um, (laughs) So Chelsea just dominated the game. It honestly could have been four, nothing the way we played. Um, And it was, it was just really exciting to watch like great ball movement, great possession. um, A lot of chances created um, a couple chances, you know, Hudson, Adoy hit the post Uh, Timo Werner fluffed a, um, (laughs) <laughs> pretty pretty good chance yeah uh, just totally bottled it but um there's another one that that uh not, well this is all stemming from Hudson Adoy just being awesome all game he had an assist he had the um the cross that uh Werner messed up he had another cross that uh Pulisic just towed just wide um he had another shot that uh deflected off the defender and hit the post so I mean Hudson Adoy almost could have been involved in four goals by himself. Yeah. And when he, when he got taken off in the 70th minute or something for East James, I was like, why the hell are you taking him off? Um, he was the best player, but um, it was fine. I mean, Reese James is great too. So I loved seeing Espelicueta score and Marcus Alonso come back and he was great. Like mm-hmm. for stuff I read online, other, other Chelsea fans um, kind of have the opinion like, Alonzo sucks at left back. There's no denying that. But when he's playing left wing back, he's dynamic and he's, he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And for that, that W in between the L and the B just makes the biggest world of difference. Cause yeah. he, he was great this game as mm-hmm. well. Not, not only the goal, but just everything he was doing. Yeah, I, I agree. Actually, Edward Mendy could have had a picnic back there and they would have had the same result <laughs> because yep. Burnley didn't hit the damn goal. Uh, no. But it's funny, you mentioned Callum Hudson, I did want to talk about him. He looked really bright, too, um, in that Wolves match, if I mm-hmm. recall. So, yep. man, uh, he, you know, he's thriving, and if he gets his opportunities that he may not have gotten before, you know, it looks like Tuchel might play the hot hand, might play who, you know, is 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 rolling and go with that that team. And I know he mixed it up a bit because he wants to find his right mix. And, um, and, and Tuchel, from what I've seen, he's a guy that 
doesn't stick with the same 11 for every single game like some other managers do. Like he mixes mm-hmm. he mixes up the squad, he mixes up the formation. So it's going to be something different every single week. Yeah, and that'll be interesting to see the the evolution of of, you know, how he approaches things. Uh, you know, now my only thing is that you know, we've talked about rainbows and butterflies, beautiful things going on and it has been great. <laughs> but my only question now is forwards still aren't scoring. You 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 mentioned mm-hmm. Dave and uh Marcos Alonso with the goals. Um and I'm looking here, I see no forwards scoring any yep. of these goals, right? So is there a concern the forwards aren't scoring? Tuchel made a point, actually, said something about the Stanford Bridge pitch uh, the other day, trying to take a little pressure off his his forwards. Um, but do you think these forwards will come around? Are you concerned that they're still not scoring? Mm, they'll come around. I, I'm, I'm hoping Giroud starts the next match, mm-hmm. or at least plays in the next match, because he's he's that experienced guy that, that can maybe – get it going for, for the other two guys, mm-hmm. Abraham and Werner. Um, but with, with the way hudson Adoy is playing, with, with Pulisic having the full confidence of Tuchel, they will create chances. Werner's going to get a tap in. Um, Abraham's going to get a one-on-one that he's going to bury. You know, it, it, it'll come. I'm not worried. Yeah. So, yeah, Tuchel made, making the point um, and, and adding – I can I can say this very easily. I've never scored in my life as a semi-pro or a pro, so it is one of the hardest things to do. And the pitch does not help. <laughs> honestly, it's not in top condition, so it's hard. Uh, but at the same time, we have to admit we lack precision. So some tough luck for the uh, for the pitch manager at Stanford Bridge <laughs> yeah. under fire. Let's <laughs> see. Unlucky. Uh, but yeah, so good stuff there. We'll see how um, they recover. It's funny we just keep seeing teams hit those these dips and then just seeing them recover is mm-hmm. very interesting this season. Um, so that really, for me, covers a lot of the teams that I wanted to talk about that, you know, yep. had interesting stuff coming up. I guess before we get into winners and losers of the week, because everyone really had two matches, uh, look, I, I want to bring up Man City real quick. There isn't really much to say. They're in good form. They're beating really crappy teams. Um, they only ma- they, they killed West Brom, but only managed a, a small win, I think, in their last match against Sheffield. Um, is yes. anyone going to stop them? What's what's the deal? You know, are they are they your favorite? Because on the panel, everyone said out and away easily. That's who they think is going to win the Premier League right now. Yep, I agree with the panel. I, I think they're by far the the best team. The mm-hmm. the only reason that they barely beat Sheffield and, and struggled for that win was because I had money on them. Okay, yeah. So I'm not too worried about them moving forward. Trying to make you sweat it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so let's go to our winners of the week. Just like one or two teams that you think had a great week of fixtures. Brief reason, reason why. You don't, we don't have to go too far in depth. Who would be your winners of the week, Brian? Uh, Liverpool, by far. Okay, yeah. They they won 3-0 three, three and 3-1, to one, I think. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was 3-1 three, one, one, both. 3-1, 3-1, one. Three, one, three, one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for obvious reasons. They, they were on a bad run of form. They couldn't score a goal for... However long they lost to fucking Burnley, um, so a huge win against Spurs, and um, and their other win, scoring six goals in two games, just their confidence got to be back up. Yeah, yeah, and and winning on the road, like you said, against top higher, high, well, I'll say teams that are higher in the table. Maybe you know, maybe not considered top. Yeah. You got West Ham up there in Tottenham. I, yeah. I also had Liverpool as my kind of team. Winners of the week, they they obviously for reasons that they won six points. Um, mm-hmm. They're they're back on track. They scored like you said six goals. Now with I had a feeling that you may say Liverpool, so I do want to bring up 
Another team, just give a little credit elsewhere because it's tough to get credit in the Premier League. You look around, you you, you can pick out negative results everywhere. Um, and even though this team only had three points in the week, uh, I think considering their opposition, they did well considering they're staying in the table. I'm going to give a shout out to Sheffield United mm-hmm. for beating Manchester United away and only losing by one <laughs> to Man City, like keeping it yeah. close. Like this is a team that recently beat Newcastle. Uh so, you know, looking at some of their fixtures coming ahead, they have West Brom. That's a six-pointer, you, you would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, they have Fulham coming up, you know, late, mid to late February. Uh, and so, you know, these are some matches that, seeing how they've played, who knows? I, I think, you know, they're they're in much better form. They're, they're at eight points, which is six more than when I made fun of them at two. So <laughs> I, I want to give them a shout-out as, I think, winners of the week. I think they're... They're a little confident here going into some of these matches. Like I said, West Brom, I have a positive result for them. Chelsea's going to be a tough preposition, but, you know, from there they can, you know, have West Ham, Fulham, you know, they, we'll see what they can do. So I want to mm-hmm. give them a shout out. And um, my honorable mention goes to Leeds. They beat Leicester mm-hmm. and, um, shit, I lost it. Newcastle, two oh, to yeah. one and three to one. So, mm-hmm. and they Six are in points. the thick of it. Yeah. Good shout. Game, There's game in hand. For for and people were talking bad about Bielsa. Here he comes. Yeah, he's back. He's, he's they back. Have more so. win, they have more. Well, they have nine wins and nine losses. So there you go. Wow. So the, yeah, and Bamford had a really good outing last match. Mm-hmm. I, I know from fantasy. Uh, so let's go now to the losers of the week. Um, you know who do you have as your losers of the week? It's got to be Spurs. Yep. <laughs> I mean, they lost to Brighton. I mean. Losing to Liverpool, okay, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Liverpool's a great team, but then you follow that up with a loss to Brighton. Right. You should not be losing to. And you lost Harry Kane to injury yeah. for a couple of weeks. So that's mm-hmm. they're by far the biggest losers. Yep. I, I'm with you there. I had them as my losers, but I'll again because I had a feeling that might be the case. Cause I think it's really, I mean, that has to be the team that's that's the biggest loser of the week. I'm also mm-hmm. gonna throw, and it might be a bit harsh, but as a team that you know, I had, had been near the top of the table. We were trying to give them some respect. They had two home matches, and they lost both of them. And I have to be a little harsh on Southampton. Yep. Uh, lost to Arsenal 3-1 at home and lost to Villa 1-0. But, but again, at home, you got to get some points out of this. Yep. And, um, and and if you even go back a match before, they lost to Leicester 2-0 uh, in the Premier League. So ever since they beat Liverpool, zero out of nine points. Um, yep, I was going to say the same thing. I agree. Yeah, team that's fallen by the wayside. And if we want to give another honorable mention out, I might throw Everton out there. I feel like they lost yep. a big chance. Newcastle is a bad loss. At they, home. they needed to win that. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that's a bad loss. And it shocked the hell out of me. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think I made them my parlay pick in your, your uh, thing. But, man, I was thinking about it. And then yeah. when I woke up, I was like, what on earth? So, you know. There's that for Everton. Uh, all right. So let's get to some transfer tidbits. A lot of stuff mm-hmm. went down today. We talked about a few things last week with the panel. Um, just kind of the latest I had today, uh, a couple Arsenal players going out on loan, uh, which I think is good for, for them and good for the teams that got Joe Willock, uh, Europa League hero, going <laughs> to Newcastle on loan to play in their midfield. I think they need some help there. Uh, struggling team. Ainsley Maitland-Niles to West Brom. Um Actually, that was a wild rumor all day. My ITKs were saying Arsenal wanted him to go to Southampton. Uh, and that was originally what was going to happen. 
but then Leicester wanted him. But Arsenal saw Leicester as a direct kind of rival. If we want to push up, we need Leicester to lose. So we're not going to loan him to Leicester. And he didn't want to go to Southampton because Southampton wants him to play back and he wants to play midfield. So mm-hmm. he ends up going to West Brom okay. <laughs> to play. He's going to play probably on the wing is my assumption. Maybe um, opposite of Pereira. Um, uh, so Minnie Mouse getting a move for more soccer, which I f- that that, that's the reverse. Yeah. Usually someone goes from Southampton to Liverpool. Right. <laughs> I was going Liverpool to Southampton. Yeah. And, and, and I found it interesting because he's not like he's 26. And I always saw, you know, every time I'd watch a match, he'd kind of come in as a guy off the bench. So I don't know if they're trying to get him more polished or Diego Yota's coming back. So they don't see time for him anymore. Um, but yeah, he goes to Southampton to kind of make up for Theo Walcott's injury there. Yeah. Josh King, it was between Fulham and Everton all day. And it looks like Everton is going to get the, the pull on him there. Good for um, Josh King. Yeah. Coming out from Bournemouth. He's, you know, he's a, he's a quality player. Um, yeah. He has lots of Premier League ex- experience. Right. And it, for me, it's interesting because it's like, well, I understand why you go to Everton over Fulham, but I feel like the match time is there at Fulham. In Everton, True. I, they have so many strikers and wingers. I'm just, I don't know what's going on there. I think that might be cover for Sankto soon, our boy who, who went <laughs> out to Turkey. I don't know what team he went to, but he left. Um, and then there's a lad named Josh Maya, who I'll be honest, a I lad? don't know about. What? You don't know? You know Josh Maja? Jo- yeah, Josh Maja. 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 From Bordeaux to Fulham on loan. You know him. Do, do you know where he played before he went to Bordeaux? No. Sunderland. Are you real? I, I didn't know. Wait. Oh, my God. How did I not see him? Because you haven't watched uh, Sunderland Till I Die. Oh, you're right. I have to. Oh, my oh, God. Is he a legend this is in that? Awful. He's not a legend, but, like, he's he's featured as kind of an up and coming player. Like this is their best player. He's scoring all their oh, goals. Man. He's going to be key to their promotion. And obviously things go downhill, like spoiler alert. Some right. gets relegated twice. <laughs> now. But, uh, um, but yeah, he was like, you know, all the fans love him. And then um, January transfer window two years ago, when, when they, I think it was the second season, I guess mm-hmm. he pushed for a move and, and, and transferred to France. Wow. But he, yeah, he was he was electric. He was their only bright spot. I was gonna say it's one I've wanted to watch, and Phil and I had like dates to watch this. This just never happened. Yeah, you need you need to prioritize it. I would say watch Ted Lasso first, okay, and then watch Sunderland. I I mean, I both of them. I think obviously you'll love Ted Lasso, and Caitlin will love Ted Lasso. Mm -hmm. You will love Sunderland till I die, and I I think Caitlin will be enthralled and interested enough that she will like it too. There we it's, go. It's it's really well made and really interesting, and it's highly recommended. I was going to say, I've not seen it for a while, but yeah. Yeah. It's worth making time for. It's really good. Do you know what we're watching? Do you know what I'm having her watch again and me rewatch, but it was like 10 years ago? Do you remember the league? Yes, of course. We've. I've been. That's, I, oh, man. That's we, a good rewatch. It's on Hulu. and Oh, I might have to check that out. Yeah, I she had never heard of it. I'm like, you know what? I kind of feel like, because oh. she really liked the in-betweeners. I was uh-huh. like, I think this is comedy. I mean, it's it's very crude, but I think you'll like it. It's pretty funny. And so we've been yeah. watching. I mean, we started last week, and I think we're already on like season four. Oh, nice. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. Yeah, but it's, it's I, I just, and it's great because like, I remember some parts of it, but oh, it's Olive. Olive. <laughs> I was going to say, Olive. 
<laughs> she did she come to stop by and say hi? She's yeah, just being a little attention whore. There you go. Uh, but but I I mean I like there are a lot of parts I did not remember because it was so long ago, and I was like, uh, well, this is a fun rewatch. It's been great. So I'm sure there's a lot of this stuff that's extremely topical or like dated. Yep. Oh like fantasy yeah. Fantasy football, like fantasy players. Like I think TJ Hushmanzada was in an episode yep. or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was. Um, yeah. You know, when Chad Ochocinco was big. Ochocinco, like, yeah. Um, they went to Cowboys like training camp. Jason Witten with hair uh-huh. wild. Uh, so it's been Matt Forte was on an episode I saw. Oh, nice. oh my god! And some of the names you hear, like you said, whoo! Like yeah, man, I didn't even know. I like he was a he was a fantasy football star for a season you're right there there are a lot of people that, yeah that you sit there and you're just like whoa that guy was only good that year and that was it <laughs> so it is is it's nuts it's nuts to remember like i forgot felix jones existed as a running back oh yeah it's arkansas crazy. guy right yeah yeah exactly it's nuts so yeah check that out if, you, if those that haven't seen it ever my god you i don't know what your problem is so yeah uh, <laughs> but yeah that's a must watch so going back to the transfer tidbits uh josh Maya, maja who's Probably pretty good. Masha, then. I, yeah. I should have known more. Um, so we have then we also had the, the Liverpool guys that we talked about earlier. Um, and not that it matters, but Will Grigg has left Sunderland to go to MK Dons. I just heard about that oh, on my ticker. That. Yeah, I know. Right. That's disappointing news. Yeah. With that said, which um, which transfer do you see on this list helping the team that the player is going to the most? I know nothing's really mm. huge um, and you know, I don't know how much of an impact some of these guys are going to have, but I'll just say Josh Maja for for the Sunderland uh, for the fans. <laughs> yeah. He can supplant Cordova Reed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean Mitrovic hasn't. I don't know what happened to him this year, but um, yeah, but yeah, they can use that. I, I'm now excited to see him now that you mentioned. Now there's a name on Fulham that I actually know that I can pick <laughs> for someone to score. There you go. That's true. And I, oh, you know, you know him seeing him on the, on the uh, documentary, I'm, I'm excited for him to, to be in the premier league now. Yeah. Yeah. It will be, it'll be fun. I'm, I'm obviously with some bias. Um, mm-hmm. excited to see how easily the Niles will get on at West Brom perhaps yep. playing on the wing. They don't want to, he doesn't want to play defense. So we'll see how that works out where he plays. I mean, it's a bad team, but um, I'll be interested to see if he gets some counter goals and, just a personal thing in there i guess but yeah it'll be interesting to see some of these guys roles on teams like king at everton or minamino at southampton um and how the new liverpool guys get on so yeah let us know at the footy corner too which transfer and it could even be an older one now i know you weren't on that panel show is there one out of that group that we shared that you were thinking you know hey that might be a decent move well i don't i don't even remember yeah it was yeah so (laughs) probably not there weren't any big splashes right nothing huge So just let us know at the footy corner too what you guys think of this batch of transfers or anything who think, you know, which team did out well, which players um, are you looking for here after the window closed shut today, actually just four hours ago. But Mm -hmm. when the episode comes out, I'm sure people will listen probably tomorrow morning, which will be Tuesday. Today morning is Tuesday. Uh, So (laughs) (laughs) that'll be that. So let's just jump now to the, um, the comments. So uh, we were talking player of the week. Uh, obviously you had your two cents of Bruno um, player of the year or sorry. Yes. Sorry. Player of the year. You're right. I, I, yep. um, player of the year, your guys, Bruno, um, I, you know, I was shocked. No one had picked him because uh-huh. he was on my list as the second guy. And I, and I 
hated picking Harry Kane because I kind of figured if Harry Kane gets hurt, and maybe I jinxed him. Um, I hope I so. <laughs> way huge trouble. But Bruno's another player that, as you said, if he goes down, where's the spark, creative spark at United, right? Yeah. So um, Pogba, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is that the re- that's the main reason you were going with uh, with Bruno? I, well, for him, he's just kind of been the most consistent for the team, like ever since he he came in last January. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he, he's just been the most consistent player for any of these teams. Like, obviously, some of them have been because of injury, like KDB from Man City. Um, Salah has been up and down. Otherwise, I, I might have picked him. He he's been on a a run. He's obviously the lead in the Golden Boot now again. Um, right. I thought. Uh, um, Nikhil's uh, choice of Jamie Vardy was good. And then, of course, he goes and gets injured. So it's really kind of a, a matter of uh, circumstance here. But Bruno's been healthy. He's played almost every single match for them, and he's been good. So it's really just a consistency and consistent quality for for the reasons that I, I chose him. Yeah, and you look at what he's done for the team, and I think he's had the most goal involvement since he joined the league. So that's another good metric uh, to go by that I think you have there. So. Yeah. Uh, another thing here, uh, Jeff has changed his fourth place pick from Everton <laughs> Arsenal in a matter of days. What are your thoughts on how often Jeff flip flops? Uh, as soon as Arsenal lose a game, he's going to change it to Chelsea. Then Chelsea's going to lose. He's going to change it to Leicester. He he's just not. He will not. He just refuses to put Liverpool in fourth place just because he's Jeff. <laughs> is it the cur- is it now? Is it a curse of the Jeff? Or I mean, he did pick Man City no. and they've come back on top. But every other pick, it's like, hmm, Canadian caboose. He doesn't have that much influence or power. (laughs) A a cool fact that you brought up to me, and a lot of it it caught wind in the in the soccer community, even outside. (laughs) It was trending on Twitter. Yeah, it was. Well, the word jizz was trending on Twitter (laughs) because, and it's because of Jizz Hornkamp, um, who scored four goals for Excelsior in 34 minutes to help him come back from a three nil deficit to draw four, four. Um, uh, first of all, is that the best soccer name that you've heard? Jizz Horncamp. Uh, Jizz Horncamp. It, it's, it's the best one I've heard in a while for sure. <laughs> you, the funny thing is I was listening to another podcast. I'm going to give him a shout out the guardian. It's a uh-huh. uh, English off the paper, but, but they have Max Rushton and Barry Glendening. Are really oh, um, have you heard of them before? No, I haven't. Yeah, no, they're really funny. And I love like they do like a one hour cast, but they do it like two or three times a week. So that's Mm -hmm. probably why they can keep it to an hour. Um, But they're just they're They've got that humor, that British humor. And like the first time he ever mentioned Jizz Horncamp was probably a year or a year and a half. (laughs) So I had heard of it. I had heard of Jizz Horncamp before. And he mentioned and it was funny because they have different panel guests on. It's those two usually. And then they have, you know two, three other people every once in a while. And it happened one time that they did have a female on the show. And he, he mentioned, I don't mean to laugh. And he said it while he's laughing. Uh, but did you guys hear of this player named Jizz Hornkamp? Uh, great name that is Jizz. <laughs> <laughs> and I died. And I remember sharing that clip with Caitlin. And I actually even showed Irene at the time. Nice. I wish I'd sent that to you guys, but I think it was because I played it straight off the podcast for, for everyone. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just one uh, camp, amazing name. The, the other good name that I thought of off the top of my head is Max Power. Yep, I thought of him too. He played for Sunderland in the yep. midfield. He still plays for Sunderland. Oh, he still, oh, wow. He's been there yep. for a bit now. 
Um, yeah, a couple of years, yeah. Next power. Where did he go? Where was he before? I, Wigan. There we go. It was Wigan. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know that off the top of my head. I just looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Max Power and Will Grigg have histories with Wigan and Sunderland. Yep. Um, but yeah, Jizz Hornkamp, it made me want. He scored four times in 34 minutes. Can you score four times in 34 minutes? Oof, no. <laughs> <laughs> I would be. Simple exhausted. answer, no. <laughs> right? It's amazing that Jizz Hornkamp wasn't exhausted after the two. <laughs> <laughs> so with that terrible pun out of the way uh uh so you've heard of the concussion subs uh before i get into some of the protocol because we're getting some more clear indication of what's going on i'm very curious because we talked about it on the panel for a bit and i was uh i'm curious to know what your take on it is how teams might manipulate it and um what you <sighs> think of it, i guess overall i i i think it's good that they're taking this issue seriously mm-hmm. although it's probably a bit late even the NFL I thought was late and they've been all over it the last couple of years, but I haven't seen any league really <clears throat> implement their protocols perfectly. I don't, I don't think you can. I think some of the ideas you guys had last week were, were good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's pros and cons to everything, but right. um, you know, I don't, I don't know if we need to rehash everything you guys talked about, but I, I like the, I, I like the idea of, um, I forget, I think it was Jeff that said it, um, kind of how they did in I think it's Champions League where you can have five subs but only three sub events yeah Mm -hmm. I I, I like the way they do that yep I think that's a great idea so you have less stoppages kind of in the game yeah uh, more availability Um, and in terms of them missing the next game you know maybe not a fan because it could be two weeks could be international break and then who knows if a guy's clear right so yeah and and that might lead to players trying to play. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Trying to stay on the pitch when they clearly shouldn't because they don't want to miss the ne- next match. Oh, that's true, too. I didn't think about that part. That's smart. That's a smart yeah. call. You would have to have a third party mm-hmm. concussion, like I think the NFL does, like a concussion value evaluation or something. And, and that you just run into all site all sorts of trouble if you if you go that way. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point. So yeah, it's a lot of you know crazy things that can happen. You hope people wouldn't exploit it, but again, they would. <laughs> yeah, you you wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Uh, here is the pathway they have now for concussion substitutes. By the way, obviously the game is stopped by the referee. Medical staff enter the field of play, and a tunnel doctor will actually review the footage on like <laughs> Hawkeye or whatever replay thing. Um, the field of play c- clinical assessment will then happen by the team doctor. Um, I think that should happen by a neutral doctor, but yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> match referee should give as much time as needed. Uh, and if there's a clear symptom, obviously, of concussion or video evidence on Hawkeye, so the Hawkeye guy can say, the tunnel rep can say, hey, you guys might have said this, but I, I can see, you know, he was woozy. He couldn't get up. Yeah. Take him out. Player is removed from the game, and that's that. Um, if there are no immediate symptoms, there has to be a continual observation of that player by the medical staff. And if symptoms evolve, he has that player has to come off immediately. Again, that's, you know, who knows how foolproof that is. Right. Um, and then again, if there are no symptoms, there has to be a formal assessment at halftime and at the end of the game. Um, and then all this stuff gets audited. So it's a lot of paperwork that goes in. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we'll, we'll see what happens. We have to wait to see when the first incidence happens. Obviously I'm, we're not hoping it does. You don't look forward to that, but you know, it will. And we'll see, we'll see what comes of it. Interesting to follow. 
It'll um, be scrutinized for sure. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Um, I want to give a shout out to Nuno, our boy Nuno Espirito Santo, uh, the manager of Wolves, has donated 250,000 pounds to help tackle poverty. It's part of the um, Wolves Initiative. Uh, it's out of the Wolves Foundation Feed Our Pack project. Um, nice. and, and they're hoping to raise 500,000 pounds. So he donated half um, of their goal in one sitting. So I just wanted to give him a wow. shout out. That's, yeah, mean, that's impressive. Right. Managers get paid, maybe not as much as players, but that is a large chunk for anyone. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely can't be donating that much at once. Um, and so I'm sure Nino, <laughs> it's a, it's a big chunk out of his salary. Um, so good for him. Good for him. Yeah. It's um, good to hear. Yeah. So with that said, let's go to what a lot of people like to hear about the fun part, the Mount Rushmore. I do want to make this announcement, right? So in our previous Mount Rushmore, we had four people in a panel. So we had uh-huh. semifinals. Got to go to finals with that one. I will post that one. Or sorry, not me. Shit. The intern. We'll post that one uh, tomorrow. I think I forgot to vote. Can I still vote? Uh, that one is down, but you can vote in the final because things didn't change. Now. Uh, oh, wait, no, I did vote. I, in the first semifinal, Nikhil beats Jeff 82% to 18 <laughs> in a landslide with Wayne Gretzky, Alexander Graham Bell, Mike Myers, and Drake defeating Pamela Anderson, Shania Twain, William Shatner, and Wendell Clark in a, in a bit of a closer match and one that had more votes. Um, uh, I beat Steve 60% to 40% with, I think Trebek won a lot of votes there. The number <laughs> one pick was Clutch. Uh, Seth Rogen yeah. throwing there. James Cameron and Jonathan Taves being the personal pick um, was was big over Steve Eiserman, Ryan Reynolds, Jim Carrey, and Steve Nash, which was also a very formidable lineup, I think, of yep. comedians. Uh, so good that draft means, by both of you. Yeah, you. yeah. So I thought it was pretty. That was pretty good. I thought it was a unfortunate opening match, but I think it brings up a good final. Uh, I'll be against Nikhil, and so. Everyone look for that when this pod drops. Uh, again, I'll or intern wait till tomorrow. Okay, yeah. Be also bucket. Uh, <laughs> I see him down there. He doesn't look very comfortable. Yeah. Well, and it's a mess down here too. So it's a it's a it's a tough thing to navigate because I throw my lecture <laughs> notes down when I finish giving my lectures. Oh, poor uh, guy. <laughs> unlucky. He got paper cuts all over his face. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, looking decrepit here. That's why I don't let the the intern make appearances on our camera. Generally. Uh, so um, we, you know, we, so we'll have the finals of that. Now, what we can do is we have two options and I'll let you help me with that one. Option one is we run our Mount Rushmore after that one, or we can run them concurrently. And I think there isn't a problem doing that. I, I no, just think. do it. Yeah. Do it both at the same time. All right, let's do it. So our Mount Rushmore with the Super Bowl coming up, because this is the last recording before that big game on uh, Sunday, you know, evening, you know, mm-hmm. they're recording after that. Thank God there aren't games on Tuesday might be on uh, Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday next week. I haven't gotten that settled. No, there's yet, not. So, no, yeah. there, I think it's F- FA Cup midweek next week. Right. So due to but that, there's, there's no Premier League games next mid midweek next week. Yeah. So due to that, I want to give everyone the heads up. It's possible that the next episode drops Wednesday. It'll either be, it'll either come out Tuesday morning or Thursday morning. That's the heads up I'll give because Tuesday night I, I teach a night class and I don't think any of my co-hosts want to come on with me at nine 30 <laughs> central. Um, so with that said, with the Super Bowl coming up, we're going to do the Mount Rushmore of Super Bowl moments. Now it could be some, 
anything that happened during that period that the Super Bowl mm-hmm. occur could happen. It could be things leading up to the Super Bowl, anything Super Bowl related. I think yep. that was a moment um, that you can say. Uh, I think you know going kind of through some. I, I had obviously a list that I uh, on my own, but going through some of these is like holy crap. Uh, a unbelievable like crazy stuff that happened. Yep. B holy shit that happened a long time ago, <laughs> and it <laughs> yep. didn't seem like it happened a long time ago. Um, before we get into it, Brian, what's your? Do you have a prediction for the match for the big game to tell our Super Bowl? Our oh man, like my mind says Chiefs are going to win because they're just so damn good. Mm-hmm. But the Super Bowl is always crazy. Super Bowl Tom Brady is always crazy. Yep. Like, oof. I, I can honestly see Tampa Bay winning. Okay. But I just have to stick with my gut. I'm going to say Chiefs win by 13 because they're okay. just so damn good. Ooh. Yeah, I'm taking Chiefs uh, probably with the boost that we have on uh, DraftKings. I'll probably take Chiefs money line to be safe because you never like mm-hmm. you, said, you never know if Brady will keep it close. I think it was three and a half. Um, I think it's three and a half. Yeah, I don't know if it still is. It, it might go down to three is what I've heard. Well, um, if it goes to three, I might even buy it down to two and a half and throw that boost on two and a half yeah uh, but then i'll be kicking myself if someone misses an extra point butker right. extra points so we'll see um i think it'll just you know it'll be fun regardless of, at least in terms of the quarterback matchup yeah uh, yeah let us know everyone at the footy corner too who do you have winning the big game and um i will allow in addition to the fantasy or the gambling corner bets everyone is allowed to make one super bowl bet up to 10 bucks that's not real could be fake in the gambling corner. So this will be our bonus week. Um, but if you lose money, you lose money. So don't, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but one bet one. Cause Wait, I know I just, you have a lot of props in mind. Um, yeah. All right. So let's do it. Let's get to our Super Bowl moments. Um, the last time we had a Mount Rushmore, I think you won. I did. It was uh Mount Rushmore of getting old. Yeah. Uh, so, with that said, I'm trying to think. Do I want the first pick? Taking the risk that you select what I really want, I'm going to let you have the first pick. I'm going to pass it over and pray that you don't pick. the. There's there's a moment that just sticks in my head. So we'll okay. Go. Okay. All so right, Brian, speaking what do you have? of sticking to your head, I'm oh, going to take oh, the helmet oh. catch. Yep. <laughs> David Tyree, David, his last, his last catch as a professional football player, Eli Manning to David Tyree, New York giants over the undefeated Tom Brady and new England Patriots mm. undefeated season down the drain. Eli Manning and the giants win the super bowl. Thanks to that helmet catch. Unbelievable catch. Unbelievable all time moment. Yeah. That super bowl history was on my list. And I even had it, had it written here. It was on a third and five, too, the, the miraculousness of it, against Rodney Harrison uh, <coughs> on their own 44. So if they don't make that play, you know, you don't get into field goal range to win it. And and, yeah. and as that last wild card team that year, defeat the undefeated, you know, it was, that's wild. It was a wild game. That was a crazy moment. So that is a very good shout. 
Yeah, a very good shot. So, I, and a lot of these two, it'll be difficult to write the whole thing. So, I'll probably call that the David Tyree head catch or helmet catch. I think helmet catch is pretty. Um, That's good enough. Okay. Like the Wikipedia article for it is helmet catch. There you go. So, like if helmet. you don't know helmet catch, if you don't know what it is, you should not be voting in the poll. <laughs> you shouldn't be a football fan. You're banned. Yeah. All right. Well, for me, one of the I won't say first because you know one of the first ones I watched actually was like those. Cowboys and Bills, 49ers, mm-hmm. uh, 49ers and, and the, the Bills Chargers. Four in a row losing. Yeah, the Bills losing a bunch. Yeah, Chargers lost the 49ers, yep. Yeah, and then, so those were my first ones, but I think one of the most memorable ones, one of the ones that I actually got into, and I was rooting for a team, I, I don't know why, I just picked the team to root for, and I really liked them there. I was a big Titans fan, one, not, not uh-huh. in general, but I, I, I enjoyed how they played under with Steve McNair. And in 2000, they came one yard short Yep. Uh, on that. Uh, it was a slant, you know, in from McNair to Dyson. I remember Dyson mm-hmm. tackled by Mike Jones. And, and I mean, he started wrapping him a little earlier than the one, but with the stretch, you know, you remember that yeah. stretch that he makes. And he just, uh, just comes up short as the time expires. Rams win that one, 23-16. Yep. So, that, that was a great moment. Yeah, one yard short. One yard short is what, I, what I'm what i calling that one. And, yep, one and yard just short. So, just so you don't hawk it, even though there are a lot of really much better moments, I don't want you mm-hmm. to hawk my moment. Um, I'm, I'm going to I have to go, even though my team lost in uh, 2007, <laughs> yeah. it was the 06 season, Devin Hester took the – they were told a thousand times the Colts do not kick it to Devin Hester. Yep. And they kicked it to him. It was, I believe – Opening was kickoff. Period. Yeah. Night, it was a he took it 92 yards to the house. It was mm-hmm. an incredible start. We were in the same location for that game, we we're both in the house at the time. And yep. um, the Bears' room was uh pandemonium at the, at the yep. moment. It obviously got more sad as the game went on, but but man, that was a um, that, you know, anytime your team's in the Super Bowl, it's, it's a fun time, it's a memorable game. You know, they lose. I, I, but I had that on my list because I wanted to snake it from you, yeah, yeah, but, yeah that, is, that is a memorable moment, yep. So I'll probably write Hester opening kick return or something, but I'm sure people hopefully, I think remember that it was in Miami in 07 mm-hmm. Colts win that game, unfortunately, 29, 17. So, yep. uh, but again, personal thing. I just, that was maybe one of the happiest I've moments for me in a super Bowl, <laughs> despite the loss. Yeah. The yeah. I mean, you know, I look back on it and I was like, you know what though? Like the lead up to it, it was just so cool to have, you know, team, my team in it. The, the one time I've seen him in it and, and Rex Grossman brought him there, so there's that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So you're up. For no, Kyle days. Orton brought him there, and then Rex that's, Grossman snaked it away from him. That's true. He he was the vulture, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you're up for two now. Okay. So this one might be recency bias, but whenever there's a a, a single play that you know by just the the name of the play, it's special, and that's the Philly special. Yes. Okay. Again, it's another Patriots loss. I'm. I'm. If there's any Patriots fans, they're not going to vote for me. Um, but obviously, this was uh, um, the Eagles against uh, the Patriots three years ago. I think it's three years ago now. Maybe four. At this years point, ago. I believe it was three. It's three, it's three it was years three. ago. Yeah, it was three because last year was the Chiefs winning. Then it was that Rams Patriots game, which was not yeah. going to be on anyone's list this year. That was no. the worst <laughs> was Super Bowl awful. I've seen. And then it was that game. Yeah. Yep. Which was a really good game. Yep. So yeah, Philly special, um, big Dick, Nick, Nick Foles catching a pass. It was only in the second quarter. Um, but it, it really just kind of changed the tone of the game. 
you knew Philly was in it. You knew they were for real and you knew they had a good chance and, and obviously they went on to win. So oh, yeah. big that Dick was- Nick Philly special. Just love to see the Patriots and Tom Brady lose. That was a really good one. That was a great call. <laughs> and my third pick is going to be a non-football moment. Yep. And it is going to be Justin Timberlake <laughs> ripping Janet Jackson's uh, basically bra off. Nip slip. Exposing, yeah, the nip slip. It, it's the wardrobe malfunction, I think. That's is right. What You're right. It. You're right. The wardrobe malfunction. That's right. Yep. Janet Jackson wardrobe malfunction. And basically like I, it's one of those moments where like everyone remembers where they were when, when you saw it, I think it was the 2004 Super Bowl because I was, yep, it was, I was, a, I was a new pledge at our fraternity that we were both in mm-hmm. and I was watching the Super Bowl at the house as a pledge, I think. Yep. And we, it was on the big screen. Obviously there was no like replay. There was no TiVo. You couldn't DVR and, and rewind it. Everyone was like, do, do we just do we just see Janet Jackson's boob? Did that just happen? Like they cut away from it real quick, but I mean, it, it literally changed television. It did. Mm-hmm. Like rules for TV, rules for live TV. All live TV is now on a five second delay. All that, but I mean, it, it was just an epic moment. And Janet Jackson got so much like guff about it. Like she got so much stick, and it wasn't even her fault. Right. It was Justin Timberlake doing the. <laughs> doing the wardrobe messing up and, yeah yeah and and he's come back to perform at the at the halftime show again i don't think she has but <laughs> correct anyway that's, that's a great shout that was the 2004 super bowl between the patriots and the panthers but, yep um, it was on my list that's how i how i remember that that's a good shout because you've taken my pick um <laughs> so yeah it's a very good pick and actually i have a reference to that super bowl again uh, okay because i have two more picks so it really doesn't matter what order I pick them in. So yeah. I'll start with the probably the less popular one that people may not like as much, but people forget uh, in 2002, you know, we had our, our uh, September 11 attacks in 2001. So that season, you know, there was a lot of mm-hmm. things going on. And, and at the time it was a young Tom Brady. It was a Patriots team that was not hated yet. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, I thought it was very interesting that, and they went into the Super Bowl against the Rams who had won, quite a few before uh, as two touchdown underdogs. Mm-hmm. So they are huge underdogs going into the Super Bowl in 2002. Um, big high, high powered attack with Kurt Warner, Tory Holt, Isaac Bruce, uh, greatest show on turf. Yep. Defending versus, champions. Yeah. Defending champs. And they're, they're losing the Patriots, but then Warner uh, hits Ricky Prohl of all people. Now remember that name. Hits mm-hmm. Ricky Prohl with one thirty left ties the game. And then Brady starting on his own 17 drives him down. And that moment, that Vinatieri kick, 48-yard field goal, as time expires, um, I thought it was interesting to have the Patriots, a team with yep. the name that, that name, winning it that year. Again, this was before they were evil. That was their first win. Yeah, um, I was I was rooting for them back then. Because so the, was Patri- I. Or the, the Rams were defending champs. I didn't want to see them win again. Exactly. So I was rooting for kick, the Patriots. That kick made it 20 to 17. And it was the first Super Bowl winning kick in 31 years. Wow. So, um, which I, I want to say, side story, this is not a, not a pick I'm making, but then Vinatieri did it again three years or two years later um, in that 2004 game, in that Janet <laughs> Jackson game. Um, yep. Here's the crazy fact I have about that because I just found this today and I thought it was incredible. So that game, obviously Brady has to drive him down to get Vinatieri in range to kick it. 
Mm -hmm. that means the Panthers had driven and tied the game leading up to that. And who caught that touchdown pass just like they had two years ago? (laughs) It was Ricky Prohl, now playing for the Panthers, from Jake Delhomme, this time with a minute eight. He thought, hmm, we'll give Brady 22 less seconds. Uh, no, yep. didn't work. Their kicker actually kicked it out of bounds yep. when the Patriots had. Was that, was that Casey? I think it was, yeah. And then it was a, that was a disastrous, disastrous. Yeah, that kick, that kick cost them the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, so again, I, that's a side note, but the main one is the Patriots winning after 9-11 kind of stuff. I, I don't know what yep. to call this. Uh, call this Vinatieri, yeah. Vinatieri game-winning kick or something. Yeah. yeah first game-winning kick. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. So, um, and then the other one I'm going to go with is not, you know, a lot of the stuff we've mentioned is, is positive um, uh-huh. or funny, I guess, with the malfunction or, or just kind of shocking. This one, it, it's not negative, but it's a mix of negative and shocking. To me, it was in the Super, it was in Super Bowl 49. So also recent. It was in 2015. Um, and Pete Carroll has it on the one yard line oh, for the Seahawks. God. Second yep. and goal. 26 seconds left has a timeout in hand. He has a timeout, which has, thought, who's his running back. And it's Marshawn Lynch, Lynch mode from the one yard line. They throw a slant pass to Ricardo Lockett, not Tyler Lockett, uh-huh. Ricardo Lockett, not, not as good of a locket. And it was picked by Malcolm Butler. Um, and Oh my goodness, that one, it's just, you had to feel for the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah fans in that game and their players who were really pissed about the play call. You don't go to Marshawn Lynch baffling. So um, <laughs> do you remember the, the scene in the league, the, the season after that, where uh, um, they're on the beach or something and Marshawn Lynch is there. And I forget someone's throwing a beer to someone else or something. And Marshawn's like, let me just carry it. And then yeah. they throw it instead and like starts a fire or something. Yes, that's true. You're right. They Speaking of a, the league. They did a really good job of capitalizing on that. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> it was, a, it was unbelievable to me. Yeah. I had that on my list too. I was yeah. in shock. So I had to put that down there. So those are my picks and you have one more go at it. And uh, I do have one here on my list. Let's see if you take, I guess my, my honorable. So one. my, I'm not going to take this, but it, it's, it's the other one on my list is a saints onside kick against the Colts mm-hmm. um, to start the second half. Um, I think that was 2010, maybe. Yeah, yeah it was. Um, mm-hmm. And basically sparked the, the Saints to, to beat the Colts, who were heavily favored. Drew Brees. Um, yeah, Drew Brees. Um, so I'm not going to take that, but that was a, okay. a big one. I, I'm going to interject. I loved that one because I was still at Purdue at the time. Yep. And a lot of indie fans there, and I just, oh, I just took their tears in and, and, and loved watching <laughs> Drew Brees just shred them apart and, and win. So that was yep. amazing. <laughs> so now I'm torn between two plays from the same game. And it's obviously a, St- I'm a Steelers fan. So it's going to be the Steelers against the uh, Cardinals, which was the year, the year before the year after the Saints Colts. Cause I, I was in Wichita for both. It was the them. year before. It was year, the year before. Thanks. I was also at the fraternity. Uh, still okay. I was in, it was in college. So I'm going to go with Santonio Holmes yep. tiptoe catch. That's what I would. Yep. That's what I yep. would have gone with out of the moments you were thinking of. Yep. That was the, that was the, the winning catch, obviously. Um, uh-huh. Steelers were losing and, and obviously took the lead with that catch. And it's just one of the most incredible catches you've ever seen. I think it was only on was. second or third down. So they would have had more chance, but I mean, a perfect throw back, back corner of the end zone, Santonio Holmes, like literally like a molecule of his cleat, touches the the turf yeah 
I mean, it, it was a catch for sure, but holy shit, what a catch. Um, so, so the tiptoe catch will be my pick. The other one was James Harrison's hundred yard interception return to, uh, <laughs> yes. um, end the first half in that game. That was amazing. I, I knew you were between those two and I had Holmes's on my list. Holmes's yeah. catch was also on my list. And I was like, I, I won't take it from him, but, but, uh, Harrison was my honorable, <laughs> honorable mention. I was hoping you'd pick the Holmes one. Cause I thought that was, you know, the, the bigger, more memorable play, more iconic, Harrison yeah. one was, was interesting. And wasn't that the game that in one market, like, like for it, one on during a run back, like porn came on or something. <laughs> I don't remember that possibly. Yeah. There was a, I believe those watching in the Arizona market, uh, when Fitzgerald was running, running a ball. Oh like uh, yeah. It was, was uh, the end zone or yeah. Cause, cause Arizona scored to take the lead with, um, just over two minutes left. And, uh, yeah, it was Fitzgerald. It was like a 65 yard touchdown or something. He was running yeah, I think during that the run, the field. like the, 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 so whatever feed they were getting just cut to like porn. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't remember that. It sounds yeah. vaguely familiar, but yeah. <laughs> There's also, um, I'm here so I don't get fined. Another Marshawn Lynch. Yep. Yep. That was great. Press conferences. Uh, that's, that's really it. I didn't really have more on my list. We, I think we covered a lot of them. Uh, what else did you have? Did you have any? That, that was it. That was, that, that was, that was so, my list. And obviously we had to pick ones that we've seen. I mean, I went through yes. a lot of lists that showed like, Oh, this was a great moment. I would have loved to have put, William Refrigerator Perry running into the end zone, but I never saw yeah. it. It happened nine months before I was born. So I, I saw um, when I was doing a little research, um, the Leon Lett uh, fumble yes. return, and then he fumbled at the end zone. I yes. do remember watching that, but mm-hmm. then the Cowboys blew out the Bills, so who exactly. cares? Yep. Um, yeah, and obviously there's some like Joe Montana um, Super Bowl moments. Mm-hmm. Was that um, was the catch? What's his name? Dwight. It's, it's, it's called the catch. It's the, um, the 49ers. Oh yes. Clark. Uh, yeah. Was it Dwight Clark? Dwight Clark. I think. Yeah. Where Chris, uh, who, who was it that says he was always, always mentions he was at that game. It's a prominent sports announcer. I think Chris Berman always oh, talks okay. about how he was a young kid at that game. And yeah, yeah that was a big one too, that you see replays and uh, you know, it, but it wasn't up. a Super Bowl match. Oh really? Okay. It was a yeah. conference championship, wasn't it? Yep. Okay. Yeah. He always talks about that one. And you know, he sees clips and plays and I'm like, well, the Leon, that one, it's funny you brought that up. I was, it was one of the first Super Bowls I saw and I thought that was incredible. Yep. But again, because of the magnitude of the, this the blowout, I think it was like you said, it was 52, 17 or something that game. And yeah, and he, but I'll say Leon let has had more than one moment. I, I, <laughs> I remember a Thanksgiving game too, that he did yep. something Im- incredibly stupid. And I believe it may have been against the dolphins. Patterson might know what we're talking yeah. about. So, um, well, yeah, one, so. one more moment, um, that I actually do remember is, uh, Elway's helicopter. Mm-hmm. Scramble. Yes. yes that's against, cool. um, it was the Falcons. It, it was, wasn't it the had to be the Falcons or Packers. It had been the Falcons then. Yeah. Cause yeah, I think it was the teams. Falcons. Yep. Yep. Oh God. I, I forgot Chris Chandler made a Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> All right. So yeah, if anyone else has any moments, uh, we'll put these up. I think it's great. You know, with the Super Bowl coming up, let's get excited for the big game. Um, yeah. So with that said, let's, uh, let's, um, or I guess I'll recap what we picked. Um, Brian's picks were helmet catch, the Philly special wardrobe malfunction and the Santonio Holmes tiptoe winner. Uh, and then I have one yard short Hester opening kick return, Vinatieri, first game winning kick and the Carol baffling decision. 
Um, <laughs> the, yeah. but the Malcolm Butler interception. Yeah. Maybe I'll, yeah, that's probably a better, yeah. Malcolm Butler interception. That's better. All right. So yeah, everyone let us know what you think, who you pick, why you pick them, what moment that we forgot, or if you think on any of our honorable mentions, ugh, we're better. Um, with that said, let's go to a segment we had to skip last week, but we're going to throw it on this week. Let's go to this week's nonce of the week. You are a nonce, You're a nonce, mate. And we have some uh, some interesting candidates. Now, some of these are carryovers. So if you heard about it a long time ago, you know it's the, you know, sorry. We, yeah, sorry. <laughs> not sorry. Who cares? But but not really because too bad because some of these are wild. Like for instance, we'll start with Jared Porter, who used to be the GM of the Mets. Um, I guess he was when this happened, and then he did not become it when this news thing came out. He also used to be a scout for the Cubs, so that's a bit, <laughs> that's a bit rough. Um, yeah, director of professional scouting for the Cubs. So basically, he sent explicit unsolicited texts and images to a female reporter in 2016, cu- culminating with a picture of an erect naked penis, uh, according to a copy of the text history obtained by ESPN. Uh, <laughs> The woman was a foreign correspondent who had moved to the U.S. to cover the MLB. She had ignored, now get this, 60 texts from him that he had sent before he sends a series of photos that lead to the lewd photo, which I believe was photo number 82. Um, so that was wild, in my opinion. Like, you haven't been... Don't get the fucking message, dude. Right? You haven't been... Ret- any messages returned in 60 goes. So he sends, like... 15 photos of a hotel and its restaurants, like random pictures. The 16th was a photo of a bulge in his pants. And then the 17th was, well, the no pants. Um, <laughs> he claims it was a stock image or something like that. Uh, a joke. Yeah, right. Well, I was hacked. <laughs> yeah. Right. He's in the, he pulls off the old Brett Favre. Um, yeah. So there was, there was that, that was to me, that was a bananas moment. He says that as if sending a stock picture of a dick is okay. Right. Like, right. no, that's Even still that. fucking awful. You dumb shit. <laughs> what a buffoon. Um, <laughs> then we have one that was submitted by Steve. Uh, COVID Kai is what we'll call this group. Um, they're, they're a bunch of anti-maskers up in uh, St. Catharines, Ontario. So Jeff, if you know any of these people, please report them. Let us know. Um, <laughs> they are basically, like I said, anti-maskers uh, that are led by a karate sensei. That are attempting citizens' arrests on a series of uh, politicians, I guess, that they don't agree with, that they have to wear masks. Oh, my God. So a crowd of about three dozen people, so 36 of them all in about that, uh, went in camo jackets, cashmere scarves. There's a wild mix of clothing, I guess, <laughs> and, and formed a semicircle around uh, the uh, leaders of Stanford, the Canadian anti-lockdown group, and began reading a script saying that they were arresting one of the leaders uh, named Walter Senzik, and they're trying to get him arrested along with some other politicians. And obviously the guy isn't going to come out and face them. So um, yeah, I don't know. I, to me, it's a bit of a wild ploy. I, I threw it in there because Jeff made a big deal about our capital getting uh, <laughs> rushed and, you know, Hey, this is to prove there are crazy people everywhere. Yep. <laughs> so we're gonna, yeah, we're going to call him COVID Kai uh, in, in, you know, for Cobra Kai, I suppose, which yep. I've never seen, but neither have I. Okay. So if anyone has, let us know what you've seen out there. The next one, we're just going to call him Daryl. Um, he's someone that Jeff claims to have known in high school. 
He's a Brampton church youth group leader has been arrested for alleged sexual assault, um, sexual exploitation and assault in, uh, amongst three teenagers that spanned from 1998 to 2003. Uh, the victims did not suffer any physical injuries, but the 43-year-old, I'll just call him Daryl, of Mississauga was arrested and charged, uh, which again, you know, and this is, this is who Jeff's close high school friend, high school buddy. Jeff, no, Jeff says he knows him from high school, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Jeff, this is Jeff's friend. Yeah. Jeff's childhood friend. <laughs> Got it. Okay. <laughs> Lifelong family friend. Yeah. Daryl. And I'm going to put in parentheses, <laughs> Jeff's friend, um, <laughs> Jeff, let us know, uh, how well you knew this guy and, and, um, if we should look out for him when he comes out. Uh, so we got a couple people in Canada that are repping there. Um, but finally, we can talk about our own ineptitude. There is a Robin Hood. Um, you know, I'm sure people heard of what happened this past week with GameStop. GameStop, yeah. AMC to an extent, but not as much. Really, GameStop, you know, a bunch of Redditors getting together and kind of killing um, some hedge fund owners, um, in a sense, by raising GameStop. And then Robin Hood shuts down uh GameStop and I, I think it, it was they didn't allow people to buy right but they yep. allowed people to sell so there was a big thing that day they said hold 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 and it was a crazy thing but but Robin Hood it did it to multiples uh it wasn't just um GameStop they did it to AMC because of what was happening um so what are your thoughts and and, and you know when you have AOC and Donald <laughs> Trump Jr. on the same side Oh God. Yeah. You know, then, you know, Robin Hood really fucked up. Yeah. Um, So what are your, do you have any thoughts on, on kind of what they did? Uh, Any, I don't have any original thoughts. You know, the whole game, game stop stonk (laughs) thing has been talked about ad nauseum, but um, right. Pretty, pretty bad when, when something like, especially the, the irony of the company being called or the app being called Robin Hood, which (laughs) known for, um, stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. And then literally that's what these people are doing using their app. And they're like, nope, never mind. We have to protect the rich. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, with that said, I thought it was, yeah, I agree. Crazy irony there, crazy stuff happening. Um, so who is your early favorite uh, out of Jared Porter, uh, who was the former Mets GM who sent a dick pic, COVID Kai, a bunch of anti-masters in Canada led by a karate sensei attempting citizens arrests, we have Daryl, Jeff's high school friend, uh, formerly, I guess, youth group leader that sexually exploited and assaulted people, and Robin Hood for stopping free trade. So my vote is definitely going to uh, Jeff's best friend, brother from another mother, um, <laughs> high school confidant, uh, Daryl, um, sexually exploiting and assaulting teenagers. I like that pick. Yeah, Daryl is a, is a bit, I mean, it is true. <laughs> Literally a nonce. Literally a nonce. That is the definition of a nonce. So he is a nonce in this case. He he did nonce about. Um, (laughs) And yeah, that would be my shout. I I would, I'll just to spread the the wealth, I'll go Jared Porter. Um, It's like, you gotta get the message. (laughs) You haven't been read. You're you're sounding desperate. And then you send a dick pic. That's that's already a Uh, (laughs) no-no. When it becomes your 82nd unread message, then that's... (laughs) That's really bad. Get when the you fucking as message. Many, right. When you've sent as many unread messages as there are basketball games in an NBA season, <laughs> that's not a good thing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, let's see who you all pick. Everyone go on uh, at the footy corner two. Uh, you'll see the poll that will be up uh, tonight or tomorrow morning. Let us know what you think. I guess today you'll be here in the morning. <laughs> I, I, I got to get used to that. 
Uh, so we're coming to the end of our show here, and I don't have updates on scores. Um, the intern is plugging away as we speak. <laughs> I mean, you're a mess. I'm going to have to help you out here. I, I'm yelling at the intern here. So um, we'll hopefully sort that with the intern by tonight. Uh the intern did have week 20 updated. They have to update 21. Get on that. Come on. I've had a whole episode here. So I know I had 11 points in week 20. That's oh, really? There you go. Oh, so you know. You're you're on top of it. Um, you did, yeah. It, it, it They weren't it brings great. brings my average down. Yeah. Overall, the weeks, it, it's just so tough. I started, I started great, but... Uh, yeah. It, it went down for a lot of people, though. I'll say yeah. that. Um, it's just so tough, though, because you, you have two matches a week. So So this is the last week. I'm hoping that we have tough picking uh-huh. two weeks again, worth of picks or match weeks. So everyone picking pick week 23 and week or 22 and 23 matches. Uh, let's jump straight into it. They start today. See, I got that one, right? Yep. <laughs> listening. They start in the third time's a charm. There you go. They start today. Um, got a few noon games. One of them I think is interesting, but that's personal. Um, let's start though with Sheffield United and West Brom. Uh, I'll, I guess I'll just go ahead and then pass it. Yeah. To you after I say, I'll have Sheffield two. West Brom nil. I feel good about Sheffield these days, and I got mm-hmm. McGoldrick. <laughs> I have Sheffield one, West Brom nil, McGoldrick. There we go. Hopefully, we're off to good starts tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Wolves Arsenal, and you know I've been starting to do what I used to do, always picking my boys. Uh, I got Wolves zero because I feel like they haven't played great lately. I got Arsenal two. Aubameyang was in training today. I think he scores a goal, a meaningful goal to, uh, for his mom. I have uh, Wolves zero, Arsenal two as well. And then you, you said Saka was injured. Uh, he was last match. He's he's he trained. He trained today too, along with Aubameyang. But okay, I'll keep it at soccer then. Okay, yeah, I might and change it last change, minute again. Yeah, if it changes, just send it. The intern will note it. Um, yep. Again, I might do stuff too. I might change some of these picks based on lineups. Uh, yep. Newcastle hosting Crystal Palace. I I don't know what to expect anymore. I, I just yeah. I said, let's just have them drawing each other. I got one one Callum Wilson. I have the exact same thing. There you go. Uh, <laughs> hey, it makes it easy for everyone. Yep. Uh, Man United, Southampton. This one could be interesting. And mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I have this weird feeling that Southampton is going to win because they've been disappointing. And I know Man United also has been. So I got United won Southampton two when I have Danny Ings because they show up against good teams. Southampton. I, I have the opposite. I have United two, Southampton one, and Rashford scoring. All right. There we go. Um, hopefully he gets the ball off his feet a lot quicker than he did against Arsenal yeah. for that, his sake. Uh, Burnley and Man City, I feel like we'll both have similar winner in this one. Burn, I got Burnley nil, City three. Difficult to pick a goal scorer. I'll go Gabby Jesus. I have the same score line, but I have um, careful Jeff um, – Hide your, hide your waist here. Uh-oh. I have Foden scoring. Oh, he's fu- he's he's fully erect now. That's, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's Jeff's. I mean, did you hear last episode about how he... Now, the hair thing, Phil Foden. Oh, my God. What was that shout? The What shout? That Jeff had that said that his hair is amazing. Oh, no. That, oh, God. That, oh, no. That's just awful. <laughs> One of the worst takes I think I've ever heard on the show. Yes. Uh, so we'll go Fulham Lester. I got 1 1 Harvey Barnes. I think Fulham, I just have this weird feeling. No Vardy. Fulham will play tough. Just get that draw. Yeah, I have Fulham 0, Lester 1 mm-hmm. with Madison scoring. Yeah. So you think it'll be a tough, tough match? Yeah, too, I think definitely. There. Leeds Everton, I think we'll have goals. And I got 2 2. I got Dominic Calvert Lewin. I have Leeds 1, Everton 2, DCL. Nice. Uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see the goals that we think we'll see that game. Uh, Liverpool, Brighton. 
Hey, I mean, they've won their last two matches 3-1. So Liverpool 3, Brighton 1 is what I'm nice. saying. I'll go Mohamed Salah. <laughs> yeah, I had the same thought, except I don't think Brighton will score against them. Liverpool 3, Brighton 0. I have Mane scoring again because I think Salah has played most of the last two matches. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Mane featured much at all um, over the weekend, so I think he'll come in You're well rested. Right. You're right. And especially with that match that comes the next match week, they might rest a couple guys. Yep. Uh, Villa and West Ham, another one that I see just, I don't know, random goals being scored here and there. I got 2-2. Mikel Antonio is my goal scorer. Yep, good shot. I have 2-2 and Ollie Watkins. There you go. So we're both hoping for 2-2. And, hey, yep. if we both have those guys scoring, we get Yeah, we can both, four. yep. All right, mate. Here we go. Tottenham-Chelsea. Big game. It's Thursday. Mm-hmm. Alone. It's the standalone Thursday game. And I hope that Tottenham has the same result. They had this past Thursday. Um, I got Tottenham zero, Chelsea one, and it's got to be Olivier Giroud against Tottenham. Yep. <laughs> uh, I am doubling down on what you said on having them having the exact same result as before this past mm-hmm. Thursday. Okay. And I got Tottenham one, Chelsea three. Uh-huh. three mm-hmm. Another 3-1 loss for Tottenham, and I have Giroud scoring as well. There we go. OG getting the job done. So let's bounce to week 23. Yep. Quick turnaround this weekend, Aston Villa Arsenal. I, I I'm scared of that game because mm-hmm. we didn't look good against them last time. But I'm gonna be positive. I got Villa one, Arsenal two. Here's where I have Saka scoring. Okay, I got Villa one, Arsenal one. Just because, like you said, I, I don't be tricky. not fully confident in them, and I have Lacazette scoring. There we go. Yeah, he's been really good lately, so that's a good shout. Yep. Newcastle Southampton. Uh, I, I guess I was really high on Southampton when I was making these picks. I got Newcastle <laughs> one, Southampton three, uh, and Jamie. Okay. Yeah. I have Newcastle zero, Southampton one with Ings. There we go. Uh, Burnley, Brighton, not many people will watch that, I don't think. No. I got Burnley one, Brighton one. Could be zero, zero. I was mm-hmm. thinking about it, but I went one, one, and I went with Neil Mape. <laughs> I have zero, zero in Mape. <laughs> there you go. Hedging Just my covering bets. your bases. Covering yep. your bases. Uh, Full hosting <coughs> West Ham, London Derby. I got Fulham nil, West Ham two. And I was thinking, I was like, I already picked Antonio who scores every time? And I don't think he's going to, I have Suchek scoring. Suchek, yeah. yeah. I, I have 0-2 West Ham as well, but I went with Antonio this time because I did last go. time. Yeah, I mean, I the only reason I didn't was because I picked him last time. I was yeah. like, I'd probably pick him again. I just want to switch it up. And who knows? Uh, United hosting Everton. That'll be fun. Um, mm-hmm. There are a couple of games this weekend, I think, that have good potential. I think starting Thursday, we've got some good yep. high-level games. This will be a good one. I got United 2, Everton 1, and I think Bruno will get a pen. I have 2-1 as well, and I have Pogba scoring. Oh, nice. Nice shot there. Uh, Tottenham hosting West Brom. I think they'll finally win a game. Mm-hmm. Um, I got Tottenham 1, West Brom nil, and I was going to go with Son, and I changed it because I go, well, who's going to pass him the ball? Mm-hmm. Harry Kane's dead. So I went with Bergwijn. Okay. I have Tottenham 1, West Brom nil, and I went with your original line of thinking and picked Son. There you go. Uh, I'm hoping for fantasy sake. You might be right. He's on my fantasy team. Um Wolves hosting Leicester. I don't know why I'm so down on Wolves. I got yeah. zero Leicester, two Aozi Perez. I, I'm also, that's a good shout for Perez. He hasn't played a whole lot, but he, he, could, he could get in. Um, Gets his shot. I'm also down on Wolves, I guess, because I have them one, uh, Leicester two, and uh, I have Harvey Barnes scoring this one since there I didn't go. have him last time. Two it's pay. either, for Leicester right now, it's either Madison or Barnes for me. Pretty much, yeah. And, and we, it's <coughs> funny, I think we have goal scorers like switched for the different week matches on a yeah. few of these occasions. Uh, Liverpool, Man City. That'll be on uh, Sunday, 11.30 Eastern, 10.30 Central, 8.30 Nikhil time. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, 
I think City have played a lot of easy teams, so it's going to be difficult for them to get into the mode of things. I see 1-1, and mm-hmm. I see Sadio Mane getting a goal. I agree. I, a lot of these big games seem to have and seem to be ending up in like zero zero draws or one one draws. Mm-hmm. I think Liverpool and City drew nil nil earlier this year. Yeah, I believe. I'm tempted to so. pick. I forgot to pick a score on this one. Actually, I'm tempted to pick zero zero, but I, I have score draw written on my pick, so I'll say one one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, go with Salah. Okay, and I will transfer those picks. I saw your email, so I can. I have them yeah. right here in front of my computer when I get back from my workout tonight. Okay, so I don't have to tweet it. Yes, correct. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, wait, you don't have to tweet. No, I mean, I'm me making my picks for your. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If okay, you want, I'll tweet. I can I'll... also, li- I usually, or the intern listens uh, because. Yeah, he's copied all my emails for my, my pick him group. That's so. true. That's true. That's true. Good shout there. Uh, Sheffield hosting Chelsea. I got Sheffield nil. Chelsea too, and you're gonna like this. I think Timo Werner is gonna, you know, yeah. make, it more in, make it interesting again, so you don't have to have your Malort shot. I, I hope so, but I have I have the same score line, but I I can't pick Werner to score until he starts scoring. So I have Hudson Adoy. Understandable, and that's a good shot. He's been playing really well. Yep. Um, and then Leeds Palace to kind of end it off. I don't know what to think about that match, but I have Leeds two, Palace one, and I think Bamford. I have yep. I have Leeds two, Palace two, Bamford. Okay, so there that is. Hopefully, the last time we have to make two <laughs> two <laughs> yeah, match weeks at a time, and, and and you know it'll be nice to get back to. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Summarizing things is nice, but I think it'll be nice to just talk about moments and games and matches again. It's it's tough yep. when there's twenty of them that happen in a week versus ten um, that you can focus on. So that'll be nice. We'll kind of get back to that that format a bit uh, next week, um, and only picking one week of matches. Uh, and gambling corner for those that wanted to make the picks, um, go ahead and just send them in to at the footy corner too. Um, we'll update those results tonight, uh, or sorry, tomorrow as well. Yeah. I'm taking a week off on that. Uh, I might never bet on, I, I just got back. I just got into actual betting mm-hmm. after, uh, giving Afton shit about it a whole bunch over the last <laughs> couple months. He got me hooked in on this DraftKings thing. So, mm-hmm. um, I had a free hundred dollar bet. I went big. I did a four-team parlay um, over the weekend um, across all of Europe. I had Manchester City over Sheffield. I had Real Madrid over Levante. I had PSG over Lorient and Inter Milan over Benevento. Mm -hmm. Like All of these are like uh, first or second place teams against bottom table teams. I was like, all right, guaranteed money. Easy. Real Madrid, they're going to win. PSG, they're the class of the Ligue 1. No, those two teams lost. They blew it. Yeah, like totally, like not even close to hitting this parlay. Awful. Yeah. And then I had another free do- free $10 bet. I was like, oh, I like Leicester. They're good form. Leeds isn't great. I'll put $10 on Leicester to win like eight bucks. Nope. Yeah. 0 for it's 2 all time on actual betting. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to bet anymore with free but, money. But I was going to say, the nice thing is you can, um, you can kind of sit back and not do anything. And then they'll throw some of these, yep. these free kind of winners. Um, for oh, instance, yeah. The betting, the 50 to win 50, if anyone scores in the Super Bowl. Um, that, that's, that's why I even signed up in the first place. So I'm just waiting for that 50 bucks to uh, hit my, hit my account here. And then I'll uh, withdraw my initial deposit and yep. then keep that winnings in. And uh, yeah. 
and just well, build on that. I was going <laughs> to say you can build on it too. And if you like, like I said, if it, like this, they usually come up with promotions once a month. I'm sure there'll be a March Madness yeah. one. Oh yeah, um, for sure. For something like one basket scored in the opening game or something like that. Yeah. Five bucks to win 25. So they have a plus, lot of plus, promotions. Yeah. They have these like free pools that I've made like almost $2 in and it's yeah. like the most random shit like uh yeah you wanted drone racing didn't you <laughs> I, I won like 98 cents in a drone racing pool unfortunately I, I i'm sad to say that my uh pool entry for the bachelor tonight the episode uh-huh. um tonight i only got six out of ten and didn't win any money oh so, unlucky you also won on royal rumble didn't you yes <laughs> i won 37 cents on royal rumble <laughs> and you had six right you said uh, I got six out of 10. Yeah. I got, I got four. So I didn't win anything. Did you now My question to you is, I just kind of guessed things. Did you do? Oh, yeah. Com- no complete guess. guess. Yeah. <laughs> I won 50 cents on the X, X games, uh, men's snowboard, big air pool. Then I'm really looking forward to the upcoming pools for the major league eating big game snack down pool. <laughs> That's I'm going big cool. on Joey chestnut. It closes on Sunday at 11 a.m. Yeah. Um, so, or the, or the, like DraftKings apparently sponsors cornhole league. So there's like two pools there. Yep. So I'm sure I will win maybe like 25 cents there, but Hey, <laughs> Hey, it's better than nothing, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, anyway, that's gambling corner for the week. There you go. Right. Fun stuff. Um, so yeah, I guess that, that'll do it. I think we did a good job. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be right? about an hour and a half. Not too there we long. Go. Perfect. Uh, so hopefully people enjoyed it. If you have any comments, uh, let us know. There will be a decent amount of polls and also a clip from the last episode that uh, has been held kind of in the archives. So we have to oh, uh, no. pay attention this week um, when when myself and the intern schedule eases after uh, Wednesday morning. I think you'll see a slew of uh, interesting uh, tweets. We for, uh, I think we forgot to mention who would win in a fight between Klopp and, and uh, Deich. Um, oh yeah, I'd be very interested on top of that to hear people's um, input on who would win in a Royal Rumble of Premier All League the managers. managers. The Royal Rumble having just happened, I guess. Uh, Big Sam. There you go. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I should do it. I should do a, we should do a poll um, and have, you know, uh, Klopp, Deich, Big Sam, and then any other manager and, and yeah. comment um, or we'll see maybe we'll yeah. do a separate one for that than the fight with Dyson and Klopp so right. uh, again uh, yeah with that said I think uh, do you have anything else you want to tell the listeners nope just be nice to someone and, and be kind and be positive stay and, strong and with that said let's turn it over to Unai Emery good evening Alexa please to play uh, my favorite song good evening Good evening, good evening, good evening.